0: Oh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Michael Slate Show. Regular listeners to The Michael Slate Show will know that this show is pre-recorded. One of the interviews on this show speaks about an event that has already happened. But that discussion is something you will want to hear. My name is Sansara Taylor, your guest host again this week, and I am so happy to be celebrating International Women's Day. It was last Wednesday, just two days ago, but it's not over. And those of you in Los Angeles or other places around the country are invited to come out and celebrate International Women's Day to market with your fury, your rage, your dreams, your defiance and community of others standing up together with the revcoms and others demanding an end to all oppression of women and all oppression based on gender and sexual orientation to break the chains and unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. Why should you be part of celebrating International Women's Day? I'd like to answer that question with a poem. Let's listen.
1: Because, because we rage, because they took away your right to abortion and forced your sisters across the country to have children against their will, and because they're coming for birth control next, because your young sisters still cut themselves, still think about suicide, still get bullied in the halls, and shamed on social media and, yes, raped when they dare to trust. Because if you are trans and young, you are hounded by bullies and by those in power in Texas and Florida and America, and you are still stigmatized for being lesbian or gay in 2023. Because you can't even put the word woman in a sentence anymore with the word oppression without some fool raising an objection while the horror hits worse every single day. Because our brothers and sons and dads and uncles and teos and our daughters and sisters and moms and aunties too become statistics and hashtags for saying the wrong thing, for making a wrong move, for having the wrong skin in a country that's really been wrong from the start. Because your chances of dying when you give birth in America are over three times greater if you are black than if you're white. Because of evictions, because of raising children in shelters, because of fascist maggots with their incitements to violence against women go viral, one worse than the next. Because of pornography being the default sex education for nine-year-olds. Because religious fanatics, be they Christian, Islamic, Hindu, or Jewish, pronounce you unclean and want to dominate and control you even more. Because women and children in Jakarta and Lagos and Mexico City and Atlanta and Kentucky and South Dakota get trafficked and vanish without a trace. Because you're told to brand yourself, think about that word, and to sell yourself with no greater ambition than to someday yourself be a player too. Because the blood and sweat and 12-hour days of billions of sisters in Asia and around the world is ground into your clothes and your phones because this system commodifies everything and everyone and is killing us all. Because our world could get blown up or dried up or burnt up by the powers that be for the system they run and we haven't even had a chance. Because we struggle. Because your sisters in Iran rose up against religious tyrants, cast off their headscarves and sacrificed even their lives so their sisters could breathe free. And because men joined them across the country, and even giving their lives in the cause of justice. Because your sisters in Mexico rose up against the killings and disappearances of thousands of women a year for the crime of walking this planet with a vagina. Because your sisters in Argentina and Colombia rose up in green, proudly demanding the right to abortion. Because young people in America took the streets last spring, when the word leaked out on what the fascist Supreme Court was about to do and then did because we dare to think, to cry and ask why and defy those who say we are lesser to resist and struggle, to speak out and shout no to the madness, to say yes, to reason, to laugh and to dream of and work for and fight for a world that we will set free because we hope and dream and think for full liberation because bad As it is, with worse yet to come, this system is coming apart, and out of that stench we can wrench something much better. Because we have a plan and a vision for a whole better way, a real revolution with a new constitution to uproot the wrongs and put things right. Because there's a way to understand how we got into this situation and how to get out. A new communism with a scientific method we can all learn to wield. Because there's a strategy that we can use to get free against heavy odds. Because there's the leadership we need to wage that great fight. Because, as the revolutionary leader and thinker Bob Avakian says, there is not going to be any liberating struggle, any liberating real revolution that doesn't have right at the heart of it, at the core of it, the emancipation of women from every way in which they are degraded and debased and oppressed and violently suppressed. International Women's Day? 2023 be there shout struggle learn love be part of the revolution because revolution nothing less
0: that poem that poem is such a powerful powerful reaching into our souls and lifting our sights and calling us to action um, it was written by a revcom poet first published at Dadas, and it was read very powerfully with by somebody I'm so happy to be welcome back, Annie Day, who is a part of the RevCom movement and has been organizing and fighting for these International Women's Day celebrations this year. Annie, welcome. I'm very glad to be here. So what we want to do today for everybody listening, I'm going to talk a little bit with Annie. We're going to share some selections some uh, from the revolutionary leader Bob Avakian about breaking the chains on women and about the changing situation that women face how this oppression this millennia of oppression of of women by men patriarchy in all its forms has now been woven into the system of capitalism and imperialism and can't be ended without ending that system cannot be ended without a real revolution and we're going to play some um some of a talk that baba vakin gave a number of years ago that's examining how these things are so intertwined capitalism and patriarchy and the changes that capitalism has driven in the position of women and how explosive this is today, whether it's going to be resolved in a very reactionary and enslaving way or an emancipating revolutionary way. So we're going to play that. We're going to talk some and we're going to invite your calls. We're saving uh, a big portion of the second half of the hour today for your calls, your questions, your comments about breaking the chains on women and about, in particular, the violent assault on women's right to abortion, which is a... Of an assault on women's lives because forced motherhood is female enslavement so we're going to talk about all of this i want to let you know what's coming we'll have some more music along the way uh annie i was hoping that you could just tell us a little bit about what's planned tomorrow for international women's day and if you want to introduce the selection from baba Vakey and we'll play we'll listen to that then we'll come back at the other end
1: yeah i want to invite everyone listening If you were moved by that poem that you just heard, if you were inspired and infuriated on International Women's Day, thinking about the conditions of women here, the conditions of women all around the world, and hungry for a whole better way the world could be beyond this exploitation and degradation and and violence and, and control over women, then join us in the streets. We're going to march through the neighborhood, call on all the brunchers and the diners and the shoppers and the tourists to come join us in this march of defiance and joy. All right. So any words about what we're about to play? Um, well, I guess the just one other thing on yeah. why people should join us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to break all the chains mm-hmm. and unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. Because forced motherhood is female enslavement and we demand abortion on demand and without apology. And because patriarchy and capitalism, you cannot end one without ending the other. And I think that's a good introduction to what we're about to hear from the revolutionary leader, Bob Avakian. He's someone who's developed a new communism, um, which has as, as its heart of it, a recognition that the the struggle for the liberation of women is a driving force of the, of the revolution that we need to make to break all the chains. Um, so this is a clip from the speech, Revolution Nothing Less, which he gave in 2012. And it's a discussion of the way in which, in in modern day, capitalism has, has, has evolved with the oppression of women woven into its every fiber and what that looks like for women here and all over the world, but also where the potential fault lines are, where it can be a driving force for revolution. All right, so let's dive in.
2: Now, earlier I spoke to the fact that the division of society into masters and slaves, into different classes, developed together with the oppression of women. These were very tightly bound together in their historical development and have remained so throughout the course of history since that time through different kinds of societies. And today we can see the ways in which the oppression of women, not just in a particular country, but on a world scale, continues to feed The functioning of this capitalist imperialist system. Not only, as I pointed out, is it highly profitable in the billions and billions of dollars to oppress women in sex trafficking, prostitution, and pornography, but also the backward conditions that are maintained and enforced by the functioning and the military power of the imperialist countries throughout the Third World lead to a situation where many women are outcast and desperate and highly vulnerable to being exploited in this vast network of sweatshops that is at the foundation of imperialist capital in the world today. You know, I think of the phenomenon of people standing in line for the latest gadget from Apple. And I have to say, it makes me mad. I say to myself, what the f is the matter with you people? You can stand in line overnight for the latest gadget from Apple, but you can't stand up to oppose wars and torture and mass incarceration and the degradation of women. What the hell is the matter with you people? Now to be clear, those people standing in line are not the enemy. But what is represented by Apple, and not just Apple unto itself, but the whole system and the network of exploitation that Apple is a part of and enmeshed in, is what needs to be swept aside. I mean, when you're at the end of the food chain in a country like this, living parasitically, even if you're not in the ruling class, off of people all over the world, once again, sometimes all this can be hidden from you. You do not see the blood and the bones, the worn down fingers and other body parts of particularly women who are working in the plants in places like China, making the components that go into the Apple products and all these other things under horrific conditions. You do not see the people in Bangladesh making many of the clothes that you're wearing. And when you leave here and go home tonight, look in your closet and see how many uh, of your clothes, you can find are not made in the third world, and you can be sure if they are made in places like Bangladesh, Haiti, Pakistan, or whatever, that they're made through a lot of child labor and, in any case, extreme conditions of sweatshop exploitation. But we do know that the products don't come with this stamped on them. You don't pick up an iPhone, press a button, and the blood of the women who made it comes gushing out. But it's there, even though you can't see it. And imperialism feasts on this. Don't let them fool you with their talk about microloans. Let's have some microloans for poor women in the third world so they can set up a business and exploit other women and then, in their large numbers, fail anyway. This is not what the imperialist system is doing. This is a tiny countercurrent to the massive exploitation on which of these very kinds of women on which this system rests. And look at this country. Not only is there the great value to imperialist capital of super-exploitation of women in the third world, but in this country, it's a fact that the social relations that oppress women are critical for holding together this whole oppressive system, which has historically evolved with male domination, a key foundation of the whole system, a foundation stone built into its whole structure. Think about the family and how people live and reproduce in this society. Everything in this society is based on commodity production and exchange. You don't have little groups of people all making overwhelmingly the things they need and then using them themselves. There's vast networks of exploitation in this country, but increasingly in other parts of the world producing all these things. And then you have to get some means by working in some way or other to have the basis, of, uh, to have the commodity money to go buy these things. That's the way the economy works. And all of it gets funneled through the, what these reactionaries are always reminding us is the basic unit and cell of this society, the family. And the whole family has evolved historically with women being subordinate to men and having as one part of that the prime responsibility for the domestic aspect of things, including the rearing of children and things like just doing the everyday work of the house. And there have been some changes in this society, more women in the professions, more women going to college, more women working in a lot of ways. And all this has put tremendous strains on these oppressive relations, but it hasn't broken them because this system cannot do without these relations. And so you have this tremendous potential eruption where these, the changes in the economy are straining against the limitations of the oppression of women and other exploitative and oppressive relations. But the system cannot do without them. Now, as one illustration of this, I was reading an article in the New York Times about a phenomenon in the South where some of these men who had fairly good paying industrial jobs, once again, the phenomenon, the companies closed down, move the, the factories away. The men are out of work. The women are going out and getting the jobs and service and whatever that are available to them that they can get. But the men are largely sitting on their couches, drinking their beer, and moping. And one of the the authors' article asked one of these men, well, why don't you go out and get one of these jobs that these women are doing? He said, no, I, I can't do that. It's not man's work. I just wouldn't feel like a man if I had a job like that. This captures a lot about the contradictions of this system and how it's intensifying. And in reading this, I was thinking about what Engels wrote in the origin of the family, private property in the state, and talking about the Roman Empire, Ingalls, who, along with Marx, founded the communist movement. He was talking about agriculture in the declining period of the Roman Empire that it had been based on slave plantations called latifundia. But as the Roman Empire went into decline, the plantations, the slave plantations, the latifundia became less and less profitable. And so they broke down, and people had to go back into small-scale farming. But all of the former slave owners, or almost all of them, wouldn't go back and do actual farm work, even though the plantations were no longer profitable, because they considered it beneath their dignity to do that kind of work. And Ingalls pointed out this contributed to the decline and weakening of Rome and made it more and more vulnerable to the barbarians that were increasingly at the gate and battering at the gate. And I was thinking about these men saying, I can't do that. It's not man's work. It doesn't make me feel like a man. How this represents a straining of the changes have brought about straining against the oppressive relations. And I was thinking about how, in parallel to Rome, how this could also contribute to the further declining and weakening of this oppressive system and make it more vulnerable to the barbarians, namely us. (laughs) Now the oppression of women, and all the horrors bound up with it, can be ended. And something radically different and emancipating brought into being. Now let's be honest, to many, especially many women, This may not seem possible, and frankly, hard to believe. But that is not only because of the way things are now, and the way so many men act so much of the time, but more fundamentally, because of the way things are now, sets a certain framework and tone for people's thinking. Because the possibility of radical change cannot be seen to the degree that our vision and our sense of reality and of possibility is still confined within, conditioned by, and filtered through the dominating relations that that are at the foundation of this whole system. And the traditions, values, ways of being and of thinking that constantly pour forth from and serve to perpetuate this system that we are forced to live under. In this way, they get us twice. Their system embodies and enforces all this horrific oppression, and it has people believing that this cannot be done away with. But the truth, which they try every way to keep people from seeing, is that we can be rid of this horrific oppression. But we can't do this by accepting the terms of this system or any part of its oppression. We can't do it half-stepping and halfway. That is why Basics 322 makes it very clear. You cannot break all the chains except one. You cannot say you want to be free of exploitation and oppression except you want to keep the oppression of women by men. You can't say you want to liberate humanity, yet keep one half of humanity enslaved to the other half. The oppression of women is completely bound up with the division of society into masters and slaves, exploiters and exploited, and the ending of all such conditions is impossible without the complete liberation of women. All this is why women have a tremendous role to play not only in making revolution, but in making sure there is all the way revolution. The fury of women can and must be fully unleashed as a mighty force for proletarian revolution. And as this statement is also emphasizing, the fight against the oppression of women and for all the way revolution is not just their fight, It is a fight that must be fully and vigorously taken up by men as well, by everyone who really wants to see an end to this system and all the horrors it means for the masses of humanity. Everyone who wants to see an end to the long night in which humanity has been divided into masters and slaves, exploiters and exploited, who wants to see a dawning of a new day for humanity. The only people who should fear and not join in with this unleashed fury of women are those who have a real stake in this system and want to keep it going with everything it does to people.
0: And I wonder if you could speak with this contradiction of the oppression of women. He talks about this being an explosive contradiction under capitalism.
1: Yeah. And I think you can really see it in every part of our society as as so much of the leading edge and the battering ram of the fascist assault on society in terms of the in the drive to remake America on a theocratic uh, Bible based religious society with open male supremacy and open white supremacy and and American chauvinism and anti-science as as a as a wedge and a and a battering ram and a linchpin of that program is the subordination and control over women. um and what they're and why they're driven to do that. I think, you know, Avakian just spoke to that very powerfully where he says, you have this tremendous, potential eruption where the changes in the economy, exactly what you're describing of women much more in the workforce out of the home, you know, both because of the struggles they wage to get out of the home and not have the domestic drudgery be what defines their lives, but also because of economic necessity, those big changes are straining against the limitations of the oppression of women and other exploitative and oppressive relations. And yet the system cannot do without those forms of oppression. Um, And I think, you know, on the other side of that, where you have, you know, the half of humanity that's female who are not in the dreams of young women and girls who are not uh, 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 one or wedded to have their entire lives be defined by forced motherhood, to have their lives be defined by that subordination. Um, you know, you have the 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 kind of way in which women are asserting themselves as full human beings and then the violent and brutal revenge against that by these Christian fascists. And so and yet in a system that that, like Avakian says, cannot do without these forms of oppression. So here you have the potential for, yes, explosive, explosive eruptions. And um This is where uh, we're, uh, for tomorrow's celebration, really foregrounding the call to break the chains and unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. Because right now, people don't see it as a potential force. People are all experiencing this individually. But if we can bring that together and people can start to see each other and manifest their anger and outrage together— Especially in a moment where where uh, Avakian has analyzed that we're in a rare time when revolution has become more possible, exactly because of the splits at the top, because of the crisis throughout society, we can bring forward that force that can be that can be a backbone and driving force to make that revolution, both to end the oppression of women and to and to break all the chains. And this is part
0: of when I said before overturning abortion rights, women everywhere our second-class citizens. It just hasn't hit everybody yet, but it's coming. If it's not fought, this is the latest outrageous indication that these Christian fascists are not stopping until they criminalize all abortion for all women in all circumstances. And they're coming for birth control because their program is the subordination of women. So um, I want to remind everybody that you're listening to The Michael Slate Show. In a moment, we're going to open up our phone lines. We do want to hear um, comments, questions. Thoughts from those of you tuning in. And in particular, I mean, anything that we've said and that my guest here, Annie, has talked about, that Bob Avakian spoke about, we welcome your comments, your thoughts on all of that. But in particular, we say forced motherhood is female enslavement. The barbaric subordination of women. If you want to have a child, that's a beautiful thing if you're ready to. But to be forced to against one's will is a form of female enslavement. Is that true or not true? We'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And if it's true, why? Let's talk about it. And if you have questions about that, let us know what they are, or differences. And secondly, if that's true, how is it acceptable for people to be sitting back and going about their lives like this is, this is okay, we can acclimate to it, as opposed to rising up and challenging this and looking for the source of it and fighting to to get free of it. We have one other short clip from Bob Avakian we want to play from his talk, Something Terrible or Something Truly Emancipating, which is much more recent, that gives a sense of the untapped fury that is just beneath the surface here and around the world on this question.
2: Here is another profound truth. Even with all the ways that the heavy chains of hundreds and thousands of years of oppressive tradition Way down on the masses of people and place a heavy burden, particularly on the half of humanity that is female. There is a deep yearning to be free of all this, which not only leads to imaginary hopes of supernatural salvation, but also erupts in unrestrained fury right in this real world. <sighs> And that fury needs to be fully called forth, given a scientific revolutionary expression focused toward the emancipation of all the oppressed and exploited of the world and ultimately all humanity, directed to fighting against the fundamental source of all the suffering. This system of capitalism imperialism, with its suffocating and brutal patriarchal male supremacy along with all its other outrages. This takes on even more powerful meaning and urgent importance in the current situation in this country and others, where the forceful assertion of raw misogyny, hatred of women, and patriarchal subjugation of women is becoming more blatant and unbridled, focused to a significant degree now in the escalating moves to even further deny women control over their own lives and their very bodies, with the right to abortion and even birth control being brought under mounting attack. Right now, this slogan and call needs to be taken up broadly and made a powerful material force. Break the chains, unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution.
3: Las que los
0: That was Baba Avakian on the need to unleash the unrestrained fury of women. And to temper this with a deepening scientific understanding of the source of this oppression and the division of societies into classes overall, and the solution to this, as part of the communist revolution, to overthrow the current system of capitalism, imperialism, and move forward towards the emancipation of all of humanity. Break the chains, unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. That is an excerpt from his major work, something terrible or something truly emancipating, profound crisis, deepening divisions, the looming possibility of civil war, and the revolution we urgently need. The whole work is available at revcom.us. I highly recommend it. It is about how we are living in a rare time when revolution is more possible. And unleashing this fury of women is a driving force in seizing this opportunity to make an emancipating revolution. So with that, we wanna move forward in today's Michael Slate Show. I want to bring you a very powerful speech that was delivered as part of the outpourings around the country on International Women's Day and, and, and to commemorate International Women's Day and the days that followed. This is from Annie Day, who is a member of the Revcoms, a leader in this uh, fight, and she is speaking on the future that is possible. We don't have to live this way. That will be followed by a beautiful song and that was part of a song and dance flash mob that was performed as part of these International Women's Day um, outpourings all over the country. Uh, it is called Break the Chains. It is a powerful uh, anthem. I recommend after you hear it that you also go to Dadas and watch the footage of it being performed um, or see it this Thursday night at the Revolution Nothing Less show at youtubecom slash where we will be putting up footage of it.
1: Yes, as Luna read, because because we don't have to live this way. Right. Because we don't have to live in a world where women and girls are beaten and brutalized and degraded and demeaned and hated and shamed. This world where women and girls are pimped and tricked into sold into sexual exploitation on an industrial level. Where LGBT people are demonized, despised and terrorized. Where women and girls are forced to become mothers against their will with no choice, no matter their conditions, no matter their hopes or their dreams. And we live this way now, not because of human nature, not because of the nature of men. We live this way because of a system of capitalism imperialism. And it has the heavy chains of hundreds and thousands of years of patriarchal oppression woven into its every fiber. And it is this system that has to be swept away, pulled up by the roots and overthrown through an actual revolution. And this revolution is possible a revolution that shatters the rule of this system over society and brings into being a whole new system with a whole new economy based on meeting the needs of the people not the drive for profit that's rooted in the vicious exploitation of people including yes women in sweatshops all around the world a whole new society moving to uproot the old old the oppressive ways of thinking and acting, and unleashing a struggle against the suffocating, the patriarchal gender roles in every sphere of society, including the dehumanizing of boys and the misshaping of men, Thank you. a world where no woman ever again feels the terror of footsteps in the dark relations of love and sex don't come along with the danger of violence and force. Where the rearing of the next generation is a collective responsibility and a joy. We don't have to live this way. And we, and we are in a rare time when the world I'm talking about revolution to bring that world into being a rare time when that has become more possible even in this powerful mother country because we are not in normal times and as bad as those were the normal times as bad as those were we are not in normal times and there is no turning back the oppressive rulers of this system are Split, And they're split in a way that they haven't been since the Civil War 150 years ago. These fascists that are now in the halls of power, and the courts, and the streets, they don't believe in and they're not playing by the rules of this system anymore. And they are determined to enforce their Dark Ages biblical terror taking away any right to abortion, birth control, gay marriage, trans rights, any LGBT rights. And they're doing this as part of an overall agenda of white supremacy and fascist theocracy. To enforce this, they're stealing elections, they're shredding the rule of law, and they're determined to do this through violence and terror, preparing for a one-sided civil war. And what's the other section of the rulers doing? these mainstream imperialists, they have no answer to any of this. They're facing off with Russia and China in a potential all-out, nucle- a potential all-out nuclear war. That's what the other side of these imperialist powers are doing that we're supposed to rely on. that. But look, the splits at the top that are tearing apart the whole society, and this crisis, it could unravel their whole system if we seize on this yes this system that feels so permanent it could be unraveled if we seize on it as the revolutionary leader Baba Vakian has said this could lead to something terrible or it could lead to something truly emancipating and this could come to a head sooner than you think with a real fighting chance to take on this system, to defeat them through an actual revolution and to free the planet from their death grip. We don't have to live this way. But not to live this way, it means we have to get serious and it means we have to get organized. The Revcoms, the revolutionary forces, we have a plan for how to make this revolution. We have a strategy for how this system could be defeated. We have a blueprint for what could replace this system with a constitution for a new socialist republic in North America that has been written by Bob Avakian. And you can get that at revcom.us or you can get that at the table. And we have visionary and we have scientific leadership for this revolution in Bob Avakian and in the revcoms. So now is the time to get with this revolution. It's time to stop looking up to the Cardi B's, the Ice Spices, and the f***ing Beyoncé's. Telling you that your power lies in in your ability to sell yourself. Mimicking the misogyny of bitch this and bitch that, and treating other people like dogs in this dog-eat-dog system. It's time to stop following the politicians and the CEOs that tell you that all we have to do is break the glass ceiling girl bosses atop an empire that depends on sucking the life out of women all over this world. It's time to stop being afraid to say the word woman, allowing ourselves to be divided by identities, canceling each other instead of canceling this whole system. It's time to stop swallowing your anger, turning it inwards, stop cutting yourself, stop starving yourself, Stop reshaping your body parts to make a more valuable commodity or hating yourself when you can't. It is time to raise your sights beyond yourself. It's time to get real and fight for something that really is worth fighting for. Something that could really make possible a whole new way. As Bob Avakian has said, instead of staying in your lane and going for self while this system is moving even more decisively to crush any hope of a world worth living in people need to be looking at the bigger picture focusing on the greater interests of humanity and the possibility for a far better world and acting to make this a reality look around you i want everybody here to look at each other okay we know that we are not the numbers we need But look at each other, see each other, feel each other. Because coming together, coming together as a force, welded together as a force, we, we here can start to change things. We can start to change how people see what's possible, how people see what's necessary. We can break through these feelings of despair and helplessness and powerlessness. We can call forward the others. The angry ones, the impatient ones, the defiant ones. And the revolutionary forces can grow from small to large. And believe me when I say that this system and those who rule it are terrified if we come together in this way. They want us to stay silent, obedient, acquiescent, and sad. They do not want us to feel our power. They do not want us to feel our anger, our hope for a different world, or our fury. So now is the time to join this revolution for everyone who hungers for a better world, who wants to see an end to the long night in which humanity has been divided into masters and slaves, who wants to see the dawning of the new day. I want you to say it with me. Break the chains. Break it. Break it. Unleash the fury of women. Unleash the fury of women. As, a as a mighty force for revolution.
3: For revolution. Break the chains. Break It's <laughs> no!
0: keeping with today's theme about breaking the chains and unleashing the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution, about ending all forms of oppression of women and all oppression based on gender and sexual orientation, we want to bring you a beautiful song from the future rock band Adronational. It's introduced by Prose, who is a member of the Revolution Nothing Less team.
4: Hi, I'm Prose with the RNL team and I am here on International Women's Day to introduce to you a song from the band Outer National called Free Women. But first I want to read this artist statement from Miles Soleil, the lead singer of Outer National. He writes, In every part of the world, literally every country, women are degraded, subjugated, and objectified as less than full human beings. I originally wrote this song in memory of the disappeared women of the border city of Juarez, Mexico, where countless women and girls had been raped, mutilated, and murdered. Art is a creative manifestation of metaphor. Within a work of art, we can suspend disbelief and manipulate reality to capture an emotion, transmute a message, and travel to another place, another time, another reality. With this song, I envisioned our sisters not as disappeared victims of a brutal and obsolete system of exploitation that belongs in the trash heap of history but instead as empowered fighters and dreamers immersed in a magical spirit dance in the middle of a desert. A force of uplift and inspiration and revolution in the midst of a seemingly impossible place and time. These time traveling women are messengers from a whole new world. It is my hope that this ensemble performance of Outer National's Free Women lifts spirits and inspires people to dance and dream and fight. If this art inspires you, please forward along and share with others. A big hug and appreciation to all the artists who gave their heart and passion to this revival. Mayul Sole, And before we play this, I wanna share a personal story about my first time hearing this song. I was brand new to the revolution. It was my first week in New York City and I was invited to go see a live show. And I love music and I'd never heard of the band Outer National at all. But I made my way to Berlin under A. Um, and as I made my way down the stairs to the basement, I heard Kerim was playing. And the very next song that came on was Free Women. And I was immediately just like <laughs> impacted and, and struck by the fact that here I was in a space full of people that I was just getting to know, different comrades, different people, you know, at the at the show. Um, and from the stage and, and in the crowd, there were people who actually wanted to talk about the oppression of women, you know, the horror that it is for, for, for women to exist under this patriarchal domination and subjugation and degradation and, and the, the disappeared women in Juarez. Hearing Mayo Soleil belting, belting the chorus and the crowd along with them, you know, my comrades joining, you know, arms having their shoulders around me. I was like picking up the lyrics. I was learning it and I was singing it too. Um, and, And I was moved and inspired. Really, I was brought to a whole different place, like in my heart, in my whole physical being, in my whole body. I was free women walking side by side, a messenger of a whole new world. So without further ado, sing to it, celebrate to it, dance to it and make it your mission. Free Women by Outer National.
3: One way.
0: tuned to The Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor, your guest host. We want to move now to a few words from Joe Veal, speaking about important upcoming actions protesting the U.S.'s role in its proxy war against Russia in Ukraine, a situation which threatens to escalate, is escalating and threatens to spin out into open, direct, inter-imperialist conflict and even
5: nuclear confrontation.
6: They need more ammunition, more Uh, Long-range precision weapons.
5: Sean Penn, you have lost your damn mind. Sean Penn says that the U.S. should provide the Ukrainians with F-16 fighter jets. Yes, fighter jets. You are drunk with American chauvinism, shilling for imperialist war. What Sean Penn is arguing for ratchets up enormously the danger of a direct military confrontation between the U.S. and Russia which could lead to nuclear exchanges that pose a threat to the existence of humanity. He argues that this will help the Ukrainian people. We're dying now.
6: The infrastructure is collapsing now.
5: But look, the US does not give a fuck about the Ukrainian people. They are in this war for one reason only.
7: Uh, we wanna see Russia uh, uh, weakened.
5: John Pen complains that the U.S. is being overcautious in its concern about the danger of nuclear weapons.
6: I would argue overcautious concern uh, related to uh, nuclear weapons. I
5: think about that for a minute. You've got two nuclear-armed imperialist gangsters facing off. And Sean Penn argues the U.S. should throw caution to the wind. A nuclear exchange between these two imperialist gangsters would set the whole earth on fire and radiation poison would be everywhere. Life as we've known it on this planet would be over. All in the service of their gangster imperialist rivalry. Now what part of this is acceptable to you? Sean Penn says
6: we're going to uh, live in a world where uh, a bully with nuclear weapons runs the show. Uh, you know, there are there was a, a former um, intelligence officer I'd spoken to in Ukraine at one point. He said, you know, it, it, he doesn't live in that to live in that world in Ukraine. Won't."
5: What Sean Penn is really seeing is that he wants to live in a world where the U.S. is the only nuclear bully running the show. Think about it. The U.S. is the only country in the world that has dropped nuclear bombs on another country, on Japan, not once but twice, incinerating over 200,000 people. In his drunken state of mind, Sean Penn ignores the fact that the U.S. is by far number one in the world for invasions and unjust war. Don't fall in line behind this madness. Stand up for humanity on April 2nd. No to U.S. NATO war with Russia. Stop U.S. threats against China. No World War Three. It is this system, not humanity, that needs to become extinct. We don't accept their future. It's time to get organized for a real revolution. Join us. Join the rev
0: Unfortunately, we had a few technical difficulties and lost some of the audio of listeners'
1: calls, so we will now close out with some of Annie Day's closing comments. What's actually required to lift our sights, and yes, look at the ways in which people have been treated under this system, but to to lift our sights to to look at what that has to do with getting all women free, with breaking all the chains that 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 uh, uh, enslave humanity right now for a whole different and radically far better world, and that is what people have to lift their sights to. So I just you know I wanted to say um, for the. Uh, 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 Pamela, who talked about the fear for her grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I think we have to confront that on the one hand, the hatred of women is intensifying. It is, as Avakian said, becoming more blatant and unbridled. And it's concentrated in the Andrew Tates of the world who celebrate rape. It's concentrated in the violent pornography that's getting ever more mainstreamed. And it's concentrated in the attacks on abortion. But on the other side of it, the, the fight to liberate women can become more and more unleashed and unfettered and emancipatory if we come together, if we find our courage and 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 join our anger and our, our refusal to uh, 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 um, confine ourselves to the way in which the system is trying to to stuff women back into the, the worst confines of the of the violent patriarchal family. And so, I encourage everybody to bring your hopes and your refusal to live this way tomorrow to join us in the streets. Uh, yes, to come together to to learn more. William, you should bring your questions and your concerns. We're going to talk with each other at the gathering. It's a place to find out more. Um, and to come together to march through the streets so that people can see each other and that we can change ourselves while we challenge and change the world. Bring your friends, bring yourself, bring your sign. And I brought Henry, our assistant producer, into the
0: studio to help us with the send-off. So I want to say break the chains.
2: And the fury of women.
0: As a mighty force for, for revolution. revolution. With that, I want to thank you for spending the hour with us here on the Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor, your guest host. We send our love, as always, to Michael. We thank Gary Baca for engineering. Henry Carson, assistant producer, Outer National, for the beautiful music we start with. And we will send you out with Nina Simone, Revolution.
7: Yeah! Of all the evil that will happen